My name is Tamika Marie Soretti, and I am currently um, playing Lydia in the new reboot of The Wonder Years. And I also recently just got cast on Doom Patrol, which is a DC uh, TV show on HBO. Can't really talk too much about that one yet, but I'm putting it out into the universe. Um, I'm also a singer songwriter, uh, writer, director, producer. I have my own company called Wild Child Entertainment. And yeah, I can't wait to talk to you guys and let y'all know what I'm up to. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, this is going to be a great interview because I have Miss Tamika and she is playing on a reboot, a reboot of The Wonder Years, a show that I definitely grew up on. Um, I, some of y'all might be old enough. If you're not, there's a reboot. So, hey, you're going to grow up on it, too. Um, we're going to get into the game of how she went from going from the Navy to acting. Yes, folks, anybody who's there on the ship right now, your days might be a lot brighter. Just keep living. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me here. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, I, when I saw that on the bio, from Navy to acting, um, when you were in the Navy making all that big money, I'm being, you know, I'm being <laughs> that big, huge check that they give you while you go travel the world. You know the spill they give you right before you take yeah. the ASVAD. Um, could you ever have seen yourself now, like I knew I was going to get here. I, yes, I'm going to say yes, because even though the military, I felt like I didn't have any other choice. I mean, I had ROTC my four years during high school. I knew I was going to go to the military, but this has always, always been my dream since I was knee high to a boy, you know, um, singing, dancing, acting. It's all I've ever wanted to do. So yeah, I, I knew somehow, some way I would get back around this way. Now, being from such a huge city, again, I'm being, I'm joking, you know, being from such a huge city where it's really not known for, you know, um, everybody to even get out and, and make it. Can you talk about maybe what pushed you to say, let me get out of my, my, my small city. Let me get out of my state and let me go see the world. Like, what was it? Was it your mother, grandmother, father, who like put that drive into you? Well, first of all, Kellen, I'm going to have to correct you because we, I, people from Gary, Indiana, we are from a place where the pinnacle, the king of pop is from my hometown. So there was nothing no blinders on that told me I couldn't do that. Seeing Michael and Janet and all of the Jacksons. But then we have so like, you don't know, like there's something in the water in Gary, Indiana, because we have so many people from there. But when I was younger, a teenager, I had never been anywhere, never done anything. You couldn't tell me that it was, you know, this, this small town that I couldn't get out of because I, I joined the Navy. At 18 years old, I'm in Hong Kong, I'm in Singapore, I'm in Philippines, and my eyes are becoming wide open to that there's a whole other world out there that I need to get out there and see and, and, and do and travel. So, but I also have to tell you this, I'm a little bit different probably than everybody else in Gary, Indiana. At two years old, 
I would dress myself at like 536 o'clock in the morning. I would get a chair and I would unlock the deadbolt. We lived in a cul-de-sac and I, I, I pretty much almost drove my mom crazy because I told her I had places, places to go, people to see and things to do at two years old. I was setting you up to correct me because, uh, you know, I, I was waiting for you to tell me the list of, um, you know, famous people that came out of Gary. But but many people watch the movie and say, hey, Joe had to get them out right to for them to shine. And it just shows no matter where you are, you could be in L.A. right now. You might not need to get out of your neighborhood, you know, because a prophet is never respected, accepted at home. Um, so I'm glad that that, you know, you saw that as the, the role model. But I've been to Gary. And I've seen the $10,000 and less houses. And sometimes, you know, you can feel whether you're from Gary or Oakland, California, you can be like, man, how do I get out of here? What is my way? So the Navy was a way out to go see the world. Um, Would you advise, you know, others from Gary and other places to, you know, try the Navy if you don't have any other option, you know, at 18, which is such a young age? Um, I, you know, honestly, once I became a mother, I would tell you no, because when my son graduated, they started the, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, they started calling and I was blocking those calls like, nope, nope. But yes, it's a way to like, you know, that big check. I, at 18, I hadn't seen that kind of money before, you know, so it's a good government job. But when I was in, there was no conflict going on. Like I got out right before a desert storm happened. So, you know, for me to say, yes, go and join, I I can't fully be vested in, in saying that right now because I don't believe in war, even though I was in the military and had no idea that's what I was signing up for just in case. But, you know, it, it did me right. That's all I can say. Okay, right time. You got in at the right time. You got out at the right time. Yes. And and timing is everything, especially in acting. You know, we hear, oh, we need more diversity. We need this. We need that. I was shocked when I saw the reboot of The Wonder Years with the Black cast. And I'm like, let me see how they, they did it. When you first got the call that you got the role as Lydia, you know, um, what were you thinking? Did you watch the show back in the day? Um, are you, you might not even be old enough to remember the show. I know you guys, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ancient. My kids tell me that, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, what did you think about the, the, the reboot of the wonder years with the black cast? Well, to be honest, um, I did know it was the wonder years, but I wasn't thinking it's like that wonder years. And then when I found out, I was like, holy crap. Oh, my God. You know, and for it to be a recurring role, it was actually my first recurring role on a TV show. Um, And I thought it was wonderful because it's something that we need. You know, it's something that parallels the coming of age for a little 12 year old boy, the black version, because, yeah, we in the original, we saw Kevin and we saw Winnie and we saw, you know, all of their trials and tribulations and him being in love with her. But now you get to see it from this point of view a black point of view. And we have that in our everyday lives. Like, come on, people, we live the same parallels as you do. So to see it played out, go back to the 1960s at a time when, you know, because the first episode they started out with MLK got gets killed and then his mm-hmm. funeral, you know, and it's um, 
it takes you back to a time that was disheartening for us, but then to see us build and, and come from that, I, I loved it. I love it. And I love being a part of it. And I want you guys to be a part of it and make sure if you haven't seen the show with, you know, I haven't had cable in over 10 years, but we have all these streaming services. Some of you guys are, you know, borrowing from someone else. You haven't had cable or a streaming service in years, but you got it. I get it. But I want you to go check it. <laughs> I want you to go check it out. You know, Google it. See if you want to see it on, you know, whether it's ABC, it's Disney Plus, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. All of that, you know, see all of that, however you want to go see it, because when we talk about diversity, you also have to support it once it comes out. Uh, you have to, you know, you have to watch, turn off the love and hip hop, put on something that, you know, might take your, your mind to a more elevated place. Now, with getting this role, did you have to audition or did they call you? Did you get that call where, hey, we need you? You're the only one? Yeah, after I auditioned. <laughs> I got I had I got the audition. I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. My agent is Alexander White, and they just sent me over the audition. And I, you know, I do what I do. I, I print it out. I read it. I study it. And then you put down your version of it, you know, and two days later, I actually got the call. So sometimes you audition and it just lingers and it goes on and on and you forget about it. Um, or at least once you get seasoned, you learn to let it go. You do the audition, you turn it in, you let it go. And it was so quick that I didn't have time to really think about it and consider, oh, I wonder what happened to that audition? Because they called me two days later and the next day I was in Atlanta ready to shoot. For all the actors out there who are saying, you know what, I, I, I got my SAG, I'm going to auditions, I'm doing everything right, I just haven't even been able to get my first break or my first reoccurring role, and congratulations, that's a major, major thing, I was, I was clapping like this when, you know, when you said that, we know persistence wins, but what is it? that you know can help an actor right now who's saying i, I just i want to get there what do i need to do um she gave you some game and hollered at alexander white agency but <laughs> are there any other tidbits and, and things you can give the people to give them hope so they can keep on pushing well here's the thing persistence don't give up keep doing i've been doing this now for 25 something years and I mean, it was on and off because I was a single mom for a little while. I was, you know, uh, married, divorced. I went to school. I came in and out of this. But once you focus, like pen focus, study your craft. The problem I find with a lot of actors is they don't want to take classes. They don't want to study the craft. They think, oh, I'm just a natural. I can do this. But there are so many different techniques that get us to where we need to go in a scene. And even just being able to print that scene out and read it and see in between the lines, like those are skills that you have to go and you have to work on. So, I mean, I went to Indiana University for theater. I studied Meisner for three years. Uh, I've been studying the Chubbuck technique for the last maybe two something years. Um, I study, study, study. And when I feel like I'm getting rusty, I'll go take a class. So it never stops. Learning never, never stops. Tell people the Chubbuck technique. Uh, tell them what that is. 
Um, Ivana Chubbick is a uh, acting coach out in LA. And as a matter of fact, she um, she was always known, but she became like super famous when Halle Berry won the uh, Oscar for Monsters Ball because uh, Halle thanked her during her Oscar speech. But it's basically a technique that she used to have a book that was like this thick. And now the book is like this thick where she expanded on the technique. It's like 12 steps and it's uh, all about taking your script and finding those moments. You break it down into beats. You um, give each line an assigned meaning. Like the line might be, I'm going to the store today. But if I'm telling that to my husband, I might be saying it a different way. What I really mean is I'm about to leave this house and never come back. So I'm breaking those lines down and giving them meaning as I want them. And then I do, I, you see objects, you know, when you're saying, like, I might be like, I really love that, that man. And when I say man, what am I thinking about that puts that twinkle behind my eyes? So those are objects that you're assigning to a person, place, or thing. And then you got to have your objective for each scene. You got to have your overall objective. If it's a whole movie, what is your overall objective? There's substitution. Like, you know, when you see people on film and they are crying their eyes out and you go, God, how do they do that? Like, because they're probably more than likely substituting me and you, Kelly, we're in a scene, right? Mm -hmm. But then I substitute my son for you. And there becomes this tenderness. There becomes this thing because of how I feel about my son. And then I can portray those things like cry my eyes out because I'm not picturing you being killed. I'm picturing my son, you know? So though that's the mostly the Chubbuck technique. There's more stuff to it, but it's like a lot. So, I mean, if you want to study it, there's these th 12 steps that she takes you through. And, you know, in the end is let it go. You do all this work and then you let it go and you just act. Well, you talk about let it go. Let's talk about let's talk about letting it go, because we have found some actors, you know, they might get an award, might get an Oscar and they can't let the character go and they end up doing things. And they're not the first person, you know, I, we, we all know it in the layman's terms as, you know, the, the, the method acting and they, they really become the character. How do you debrief so you don't walk on stage and slap somebody on national TV? How do you get the character off and then go back and forth? Because I mean, even, you know, folks like Tupac, people would say after certain roles, he, you know, he couldn't let certain things go. Um, how, what's your process? Um, I don't, I've never been a, like a method actor. Um, and I think that when you do that, you definitely need some therapy because if you can't let it go, you know, um, that's how Heath Ledger ended up how he ended up when he did the Joker. You know, we, the mind is a very powerful thing and it's got this psyche that, you know, when we become entrenched in something and we can actually tell ourselves we believe something and then we'll start believing it. That's how powerful the mind is. So, and that's what happens, I think, to method actors. I think they need to, you know, take some time after that role like you said, debrief, maybe talk to somebody, a therapist, or do some kind of other healing therapy, sound therapy, or whatever it takes to get that off of them. 
before they go into the next role. Okay. And so for you, once work is over, it's pretty much over. You don't get caught in, in the role. You, you can stay, you know, stay true. Is there anything, whether it's a prayer or a cup of tea, uh, I've, I've heard various things that just get you back into, okay, this is my reality. I'm offset. Um, well, for me, I usually go through what's called a post-production blues. And so I, that gives me downtime. Like I did a feature last year. I was the lead um, out of like the 30 day shoot. I worked 28 days. And so once we were wrapped, I just took a break. I wasn't like doing anything, no acting or whatever. And I laid in the bed for a little while. I watched some TV, played with my dogs. For me, I'm, I'm a grandmother. I have three dogs it's kind of hard for me to like stick into that one thing. And so I, honestly, I think when we finished rapping, I, I had to tend to my garden and, you know, I have that and that gets me, I do what's called grounding. I go out there barefoot. I, you know, tend to the garden and I just ground myself, but I'm also a yogi. I, I 200 hour uh, yoga teacher. I do a lot of yoga and I think that helps me. Okay. And now you, you threw some folks off, especially those of you who are listening, which is the majority of the audience. Uh, thank you for those who are pushing up the YouTube numbers, but anybody looking at you is like, grandmother, whose grandmother is this? Um, do you think, because a lot of people will tell young actresses, especially females, you can't do this with a family. You know, you can't be in Hollywood and do all what's required with a family. What is your take on that? Um, it's definitely hard, especially if you're alone, but that is the, the key point to not be alone. You know, I had my, my mom, my younger sister, she's 10 years younger than me, but she was very instrumental in helping me with my son, my best friend, which is his godmother. Um, I had a village around me that believed in me. And as a matter of fact, my best friend, who is my son's godmother, took me to my very first, um, call casting call after I got out of the uh well not after I got out of the military when I got divorced I went back home to Indiana and um she was heard on the radio they're looking for extras you gotta go it's a movie Halle Berry's gonna be in it blah 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 and they were doing the casting at a nightclub so I got all dressed up and went to this nightclub and signed up and I ended up being a stand-in on the movie Losing Isaiah, which was my very first movie. So my village was very instrumental in being there and helping me to get a little further. Makes sense, makes sense. I'm going to ask you an annoying question um, that I, I hate when people ask, but because you are multi-talented and now that we know a grandmother, we got to put that title, <laughs> like that gives a new definition to grandmother. Put some respect on my name. Got to do it, got to do it. Between the acting in the theater versus TV or music, which one is like the, 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 the love that, you know, I have to do this for the rest of my life? Okay, so that is an annoying question, but it's only annoying because I annoy, annoy myself with it. I'm like, girl, are you crazy? Like, why are you doing all this stuff? Like, I literally got here about two days ago. I brought one of my, I have six guitars. I brought one with me because to have six guitars, I should play like I'm like BB King and I don't, but so here's the deal. 
if I had my druthers, I would be doing definitely television and film. But it's a super, super close race because music is actually my first love. And I just put it to the side because I felt like I didn't know when I was younger that I could sing and I didn't, you know, feel like I could compete with people who sang. But being from Gary, Indiana, Michael Jackson was my first love. And I would sing along to him and Diana Ross and, you know, all of that. But I just went the acting way because once I um, got divorced, I got I went to school for theater. And so that became my passion. It became my thing. And so, um, yeah, it's it's really tight race. It's really close. But I do this. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's, you know, acting. And where can people, you know, you have a YouTube channel, but where can people if they want to, you know, um, book you or even, you know, listen to the music. Uh, if there's a, a full album out, I was noticing on the boat, I was like, wait, her music should be on here. That boat scene on Instagram that you have, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, I was waiting for your, your, your song, but, um, I, I get it. And um, that was a great song you picked, but like, where can people find your music and really tap into that part of you? Um, I do have a SoundCloud. The thing is, I need to be better at posting my music. I have like two songs, I think, on iTunes and um, Spotify. I I need to put more because I haven't actually released a, um, I want to release an EP. And I do have some music that's just sitting around waiting for me to finish it. But like last year, I got so busy. I did um, two TV shows. I did five films. One was a short four were features and two of those I played the lead in. So last year was like super busy and I didn't have any time to do music. Um, But um, I need to post more stuff on YouTube, on iTunes. So I will be posting some more music, y'all. But right now I just have a couple of singles on there. With the success and the best is yet to come, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? You know, something that I do, I it's tough because at one point I was homeless with my son, but we weren't like living out on the street. I was living in a hotel, uh, which was right next to my job. And uh, my mother found out and she flipped out and she was like, no, no, no. So I have a thing in my heart for the homeless. And what I do is when, whenever I travel, I collect all of the shampoo, lotion, all of that stuff. But I make these bags that I call uh, essentials for the homeless. um, It'll have a pair of socks in there, a washcloth, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant. Um, And for the women, you know, their sanitary needs, um, shaving stuff for the men. And so I make those and I just pass them out. And then on Thanksgiving and Christmas, which I didn't get to do it like for uh, 20- 2019 when COVID hit, I mean, 2020 when COVID hit and then last year, but I usually will make lunches, me and some friends will get together and we'll drive around and just pass them out for the homeless. So I, you know, there, but for the grace of God go I. So I I like to do that for them. That is awesome. And I'd love if you have any pictures or video of that to to have that Um, because I'm just a hoarder and sometimes cheap and I collect everything that I can from the different hotels. And, you know, people, people laugh at me, but I say, you never know. 
you know, you never know when you'll, you'll need it. And I don't ever, you know, I like to collect and some of the stuff is good and it, you know, you've already paid for it or the company's paid for it. But I think that is a, that's a great thing to be able to give it out. Now you've given me, okay, I can give some of that stuff out because for us truly cheapskates who are listening to our grandmother, you never know what's going to happen in peace, prepare for war. Now, I have to ask this just because I can hear somebody saying, hold on, what did he say her name was? How often, whether it's in passing or, you know, being in the the Hollywood, Atlanta, New York streets, do people say, Jasmine Guy? How often do people, you know, yeah, oh, okay, oh, you know, do you get, you know, if you guys look at her, you you can see, especially in her Hollywood shots. <laughs> no, it, it's not Jasmine Guy. You know, every but, day, every day. And I'll, if they come up and they say it to me, I'll hit them with a, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I okay, get it we, and I don't mind. I don't mind at all. She, I love Jasmine guys. She's beautiful. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you already, if they do a reboot of a different world, to, uh, you got the accent down. So that that's, it, it's there. Yeah. I, I, I want you, it, yeah. yeah. I want you guys to check out the links in the description, whether you are listening on iTunes, iHeartRadio, our latest partner in Freetown, Sierra Leone, African Young Voices, or YouTube again, you know, kick up those numbers, make sure you share the game, it'll change somebody's life, let the people know where they can find you about your beautiful, you know, website, and just where they can connect with you and any opportunities that you might want the people to support you in and what you'd like them to do for you as well. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Tamika M. Soretti. Um, You can find me on Instagram at I am Tamika. My website is www.tamikasoretti.com. And um, yeah, I don't, I have a couple of shows in Austin, Texas coming up because that's where my band is at. So um, April 23rd and 24th, we'll be at the Red Poppy Fest and then we'll be at the TCMF Festival. And uh, yeah, that's all I got coming up so far. Oh, wait, I have a movie, shoot, movie pre- premiere screening coming up but I don't know the dates it's called earth it's Urza Lee just go to UrzaLee.com and find out we're going to be in LA Louisiana um and Austin I think that's it so UrzaLee.com it's a movie about a mermaid and I have a small part in there And if you guys want more information, all that, she has put that on her Instagram too. You can see her from her boating to, yes, she can shoot and uh, with good aim. So she's nothing to play with. No, don't play with, with at all. Make sure you guys, you share this game. It will change somebody's life. Be blessed. Are you tired of the violence? Tired of the injustice? police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America. Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgang.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. 
from Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town. Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com.